0: We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Today we're going to continue our um, wisdom series, as, as Ben said. And today's message, if, if you're taking notes, is called One of the Few. Write that down. One of the Few. And... Um, Proverbs 24, verse 3 and 4, we've sort of been launching or starting the services with this uh, verse, these verses. Through wisdom, a house is built, and by understanding, it is established. By knowledge, the rooms are filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Building your house with wisdom, it's a metaphor about building your life. And you might say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm content with my little cottage, my life. And it's good to be content. But building your house is not just about you. It's about your family. It's about your community. It's about those who you work around. Those in, in your church, in our church. So you're not just building for you. You're building for others as well. And we need wisdom in every part of our lives. Who's found that? And uh, sometimes wisdom focuses on different facets sometimes it's about uh, you know counting the cost or budgeting or um, sometimes it's about learning from others sometimes it's about waiting and holding off before you do something sometimes it's about stepping out into the unknown and uh, we need the principles of wisdom to inform us and we need the person who is wisdom which is Jesus to guide us and wisdom is all through the, uh, the Bible, but we've been l- looking at three specific books, the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes and Job. And last week we focused on that wisdom is found in the principles, but also in the person. So we need the principles to learn, but we also need someone to guide us so we know what to do at specific times. And that's Jesus, the Holy Spirit. And, you know, the book of... Proverbs. We're going to focus on that today. It deals with many uh, ways to apply wisdom to our life. I'm just got to throw a couple of scriptures up. It, it, we need uh, wisdom for leadership. Can we put that up? Uh, Proverbs 8:16. See, 8:16. There we go. 8. Did I give you that one? I'll give you. The, I, I put the wrong one up there. Sorry, Scott. 8:16 says this. Rulers, rulers lead with my help. This is wisdom, wisdom speaking. And nobles make righteous judgment. You know, we need wisdom to lead. We need wisdom to handle money. Let's see if I got this one right. Did I give the 13, verse 11? Aha. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Who's tried a get-rich-quick scheme? Just go on the internet, there's plenty there. They're on, they're on your Facebook feed, they're everywhere. And uh, everyone tries one once. <laughs> and at least once, and then you'll work out, hang on, I don't think this is working. And uh, if it's such a secret, what are they telling me about it? Why are they keeping it to themselves? There's, there's uh, proverbs about business, 11 verse 1. Have we got that one? The Lord detests the use of dishonest scales, but he delights in accurate weights. That's talking about business, our business dealings with one another, to be fair. Uh, there's Proverbs about your family. Proverbs 13 verse 1. A wise child accepts a parent's discipline, and all the parents said, Yeah. But a mocker refuses to listen to correction. There's, there's Proverbs on how to deal with disagreements. Who's ever had one of them? Proverbs 15 verse 18. A hot-tempered person starts fights, but a cool-tempered person stops them. Yeah. So there's, as you read, read through Proverbs, there's, there's wisdom for all parts of your life. Now I want to give you a challenge as we start. You know, the month of March. How many days in March? It's the knuckle, so it's 31. Does anyone else do that? January, February, March. Yeah, that's how you know if there's 30 or 31 days. There's your lesson. Um, March has 31 days. How many chapters in Proverbs? 31. This is my challenge. Take a chapter of Proverbs for each day of the month of March. Today's the 1st of March, so today read chapter 1. It's only this long, it's only like a a page probably for each chapter. Read one each day for a month, 31 days, 31 chapters. Share something about it, post something about it if you're on social media. Just encourage one another. And uh, who's going to do that? Yeah, yeah. Who's going to have a shot? Yeah, good. Don't make me come after you. It will build your house. Hey, I've noticed in society, the wise are trusted by people. The wise are trusted to lead. The, right, the wise are trusted with resources. The wise are trusted to look after people. You know the wise are trusted by God as well. And uh, if you've got the, your, your book or the, your Bible, we're going to read a few, chap, uh, two, a few verses from Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 and uh, this is talking about wisdom it's introducing wisdom in the book of proverbs and it's uh, chapter 1 verse 20 It says wisdom shouts out in the streets she cries out in the squares she calls to the crowds along the main street to those who are gathered in front of the city gate i like verse two, 22 how long you simpletons Will you insist on being simple minded? Have you ever been called a simpleton? How long will you mockers relish your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? And then there's another call come and listen to my counsel. I'll share my heart with you. Verse 24 I called to you often. This is wisdom calling out to people, but you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. Uh, there's a call where wisdom is calling us, and we get to ignore it or respond. And, uh, and the Bible is full of pictures where God calls, but only a few hear that call and respond to that call. Yeah, I'll just read a few verses and see if you pick up the theme. Uh, the harvest is, is great, but the workers are few. Yep. Um, many are called, but... Few are chosen. It doesn't mean the elite are chosen. It just means many are called, but only a few respond. The gateway to life is narrow and the road is difficult, and only a few find it. The few are not the elite, the, elite. the few are the ones who respond to the call. And wisdom is calling to us today. And I would encourage you to be one of the few. One of the few who actually respond to it. Be one of the few. Tell, tell that person, just wake them up, give them an elbow, and tell them to be, be one of the few. Yeah. They will not convince, Tell the person on the other side, you be one of the few. I wonder how many here will decide, I'm going to live in wisdom. Because it's a choice to respond. You know, wise people aren't that easy to find, are they? The wise aren't the elite. The wise are the, those who respond to God's call. You know, Jesus himself, himself, it said of Jesus, he grew in wisdom. And then it went on to say, he grew in wisdom and favour with God and man. When you grow in wisdom, something happens. Uh, it says of Jesus, he grew in favour with God and men. God entrusts those who grow in wisdom. And I'm going to look at a picture of wisdom this morning or a picture of wisdom applied uh, in the Bible and uh, maybe grab a few lessons from it. And we're going to go all the way back to Exodus. Genesis, Exodus, second book in the Bible, chapter 18. Has anyone got one of these Bibles here today? Paper. Give me a wave if you've got a paper. Show me it. Oh! (laughs) Hey, the younger people, it's it's a resurgence. The old ones are going for their iPads and their phones or memory. Maybe you forgot them. But I encourage you, bring a Bible if it's on your phone, if it's on an iPad or if it's a paper Bible. Bring it along because God... I found when I open the Bible, God speaks to me. When I don't open it, he might speak to me but not as much. There's a key, it's like priming the pump. You, uh, the psalmist said, I, I'm, my pen is like a ready writer, ready to hear. When you're ready to hear, God speaks. Chapter 18, I'll give you, I'll set it up. Moses has led the children of Israel out of Egypt, across the Red Sea, you know, they're in the wilderness now. Moses is leading, I don't know, some say a couple of million, some say a few million people. They're in the desert They've only ever known life as slaves and now they've got freedom, so they're in an unfamiliar place, unfamiliar food, unfamiliar freedom and it was a cocktail for a lot of disagreements. And uh, we're going to pick it up, chapter 18, verse 13 to 23. Next day, Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against one another. Wouldn't that be a great way to start the morning? They waited before him from morning till evening. Sounds even better. When Moses' father-in-law, his name was Jethro, it doesn't say his name there, but it's Jethro, saw what Moses was doing, he said, what are you really accomplishing here? Have you ever asked yourself that question? Sometimes I ask myself that question when I'm doing something, what am I actually accomplishing? It's a good thing to ask yourself. He goes on to say, why are you doing this all alone while everyone stands around from morning to evening? And Moses replied, Well, because the people come to me... Hey, little pause. Just because everyone comes to you doesn't mean you need to give everything your attention. Let's read on. Because the people come to me to get rulings from God. When a dispute arises, they come to me and I'm the one who settles the case between the quarrelling parties. I inform the people God's decrees and give them his instructions. Verse 17, Jethro says this. This is not good. I can see him now this is not good shaking his head and uh, he exclaimed it so he didn't say this is not good he said this is not good it's like there's a, an exclamation mark after it you're going to wear yourself out and the people too this job is too heavy a burden for you to handle by yourself in other words it's not wise and then he gives him some wisdom now listen to me And let me give you a word of advice, a word of wisdom. And may God be with you. You should continue to bring the people's, uh, be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes before Him. In other words, get before God. That's the first thing we need to do: is get before God. Verse twenty: Teach them God's decrees and give them His instructions. So teach the people and show them how to conduct their lives. But select. From all the people, some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. Select a few. I'm gonna call them a few. Appoint them as leaders over groups of one thousand, one hundred, fifty, and ten. And they should always be available to to solve the common disputes. And let them bring the major cases to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters themselves and they will help you carry the load, making the task easier for you. If you follow this advice, and if the Lord commands you to do so, then you will be able to endure the pressures, and all these people will go home in peace. Verse 24, so Moses listened to his father-in-law's advice and followed his suggestions. He, he chose capable men to appoint them as leaders. He put them in charge of groups of 1,150 and 10s, and these men always available to solve the people's common disputes. They brought the major cases to Moses, but took care of the smaller matters to themselves. Now, if you've studied leadership in university, they study this text. They call it the Jethro Principle. And it's still taught in business on how to, uh, one of the, on the earliest texts on how to organise Uh, An organization and you know we can think of leaders oh they had leaders over a thousand leaders over what was it hundred fifties and tens we can think well the tens leaders over tens well they're just average leaders leaders over fifties they must be a bit better the leaders over a hundred or they're good but the leaders over a thousand they're the really good ones but you know what I've found it takes more skill probably to lead 10 than it does 1,000. Because when you're leading 10, everyone's got a voice. And when you're leading 1,000, you know, that person doesn't get a voice. I would encourage you, if you're leading 10, that's a good thing. You need wisdom. And I don't think the thousands were necessary the better leaders. Hey, you know our Prime Minister, he leads oh, how many people in Australia? I don't know. What's that? Last time I counted, 25 million or something like that. But you know who decides who is prime minister? Those few in the cabinet room. It's harder to lead the 10 or 12 or whatever it is than probably lead, lead the millions. And I want to encourage you, if you're a leader of 10, keep it up. Well done. You need the wisdom of God. So let's observe a few things about gaining and activating wisdom. First of all, Moses was humble enough to receive instructions from his in-laws. Well, I haven't got a father-in-law, but I've got a mother-in-law. How, how are you about receiving instructions from your in-laws? Now, this is the same Moses who saw the burning bush, went before Pharaoh, you know, organised the plagues. Organize the Red, you know the Red Sea to be parted, let him out, and here 's his father in law now what 's his father in- law well he 's a farmer, but he was humble enough to receive instructions uh, from his father in- law and uh, one thing about the few, the few are humble. If you want to be one of the few, be humble and uh, Humility is needed. And the, the wisdom he received was great. Moses, you get before God. You pray. That's wise. Make sure you do that. Make sure you make that your priority. It's wise to speak. I found it's really wise to speak to God before you speak to people. Especially if you're dealing with disputes. One, it sort of gets your focus in the right place. God starts to speak to you about, you know, maybe ways to solve it, gives you his wisdom, great advice. And uh, it's important, I reckon it's really important to realise the type of people that Moses chose or Jethro advised him to, ch- to choose as well. Um, because to me, they represent what it means to be one of the few. And the first thing is it said they feared God. What is that? Well, you know... It's, We've, we talked about that, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, that doesn't mean we're scared of God. It means we bring God into every part of our world. Now, the wisdom that God wants to give you is not just for here, wisdom about how to read the scriptures. It's actually about wisdom about how to deal with your husband tomorrow, how to deal with your kids, your wife, how to, how to um, activate those business principles. How to uh, relationships, how to deal with your money, those, those sorts of things. And so the fear of the Lord, to me, it, it takes the wisdom to every part of our life. He was looking for people who had a foundation of the fear of the Lord in different parts of their life. They honoured God. It was a framework, if you like, for their life, not just for the religious things, not just for church, but in all their dealings. And to be one of the few... I think we've got to decide to activate that principle to fear the Lord. And um, it says the few, they, weren't, they didn't just fear the Lord, it says they were capable. Now that doesn't mean they were like super skilled. It actually means that they were competent. In other words, whatever they heard, they put it into action. And you know the wise people in the Bible were not the ones that necessarily heard what Jesus said. Who remembers the parable of the guy who built his house upon a rock and the guy who built his house upon a sand both of them heard the word one put it into practice and one did it put it into practice and so the wise person is not necessarily one who knows a lot but it's the person who hears what god says and puts it into practice that's the capable the capable they apply It's applied. Wisdom is applied. Wisdom is not knowledge. It's actually to do with the application of it. And so the key, if we we want to be one of the few, let's fear God, but let's also grab the principles and put them into practice. That's why I encourage you to read the book of Proverbs. Actually do something. Bring it into my life. It's not just on my Sundays. I'm going to do that. You You know, when I'm going to do something like this, I set a little... Calendar reminder in my diary. Eight o'clock in the morning, whatever it is for a month, you know, read read a chapter. Wisdom is always about application. It, it doesn't matter what you know; it matters what you do with what you know. You do with what you hear. That's wisdom. Be one of the few. And uh, Jethro said, you know, teach them the decrees and and give them instructions you know the few were teachable Um, that shows humility now the wise know stuff but they're humble enough to know they don't know everything Uh, you know the few are willing to be adjusted you know the few the few are willing to be corrected what the few are, are willing to be disciplined Uh, will you be one of the few so they feared the Lord they were capable they were teachable it notes that they were honest men whoa that's good to me that speaks about sort of purity um, of heart they didn't cheat they were trusted you know their word was their word you know I think we should be a people who don't need who don't have to say this I promise you because we just say it Cause our word is our word and if you say it mate to me that's that's what it's talking about be one of the few they feared the lord they were capable they were teachable they were honest people you know all these things are in each of our reach it's not something we need necessarily to have a certain skill to do. It's something we decide to do. It says they didn't cover. Isn't that a great term? They didn't cover. In other words, I didn't want what you have. And uh, they weren't, to me, in our generation, I suppose it would be, they weren't ruled by money. Now, money's really good. It helps you get stuff. But it's a pretty bad leader. If it rules your life... It'll take you into places you don't want to go. Um, Don't let your world be ruled by money. Don't just go somewhere because a a job pays better. Ask God what he wants to do in your life because there's things that are much more important than a bigger paycheck. I've seen people who follow after money, move to Timbuktu or wherever to, to get a job and then just fall out of fellowship with god and people and life becomes a train wreck because they're led by money and uh, you know god wants to bless us god wants to help us money is a great servant but a terrible leader and you know in our dealings who loves a bargain come on i love a bargain have you ever thought about this with a bargain if I'm getting, getting a bargain, then someone else is actually uh, who's selling it to me are losing out. So, yeah, I want to bargain, but I want to be fair in my dealings as well. This is, this is what this is talking about. Hey, you know uh, money reveals a lot about our life. I had a thought, a very scary thought. I thought, well, what if Jesus came up and we sat down at this table here and he said, can you get out the ledger... For the last six months of your life, I want to see how you spent your money. I mean, he knows anyway. But I'm, and I'm seeing him flick through, looking at me occasionally. <laughs> There's one thing about how we spend our money. It reveals our values. And I might say I value this and I value that, but where I actually spend... My money actually reveals my values. And do you know what else reveals your values? Where you spend your time. I don't mean your calendar of appointments because we all have them but we don't keep most of them. But if we look back on our life's calendar, where we spend our time and where we spend our money, that's actually our values. That reveals our values. And um, that's, that's quite confronting for me. Because sometimes we make wise choices and sometimes we don't so what do we do Lord help me help me be wise in my dealings how I spend my time how I use my money help me Lord you know wisdom is not revealed in good intentions because I have intentions to do a lot of things but wisdom is revealed in what actually happens Lord, help me be one who uh, puts wisdom into practice, even when it's a, a tough decision. I want to be one who hears the voice of wisdom. That's why this, the proverb starts off with this, this lady, lady wisdom crying out, calling in the streets, will you come and listen, will you come and listen? And uh, the few, only seems like the few responded it said in this story of moses and jethro it says these these people need to work out what is a what is great and what is small discern between the great and the small has anyone ever been on a wild goose chase you thought it was great but it was such a small issue now i know me i'm a researcher on the internet and i know there's a few out there as well okay and uh, some call it procrastinator, <laughs> some call it and you research this thing forever and it's actually of no consequence. And when you go to finally buy it, it's, it's no longer available because you've taken too long. to <laughs> And uh, when you finally get it into your house, it was like, well, that's not that important anyway. I didn't discern between the great and the small. I spent too much time on the small. Now the same things when, when people come to us with their emergencies we've got to discern what's great and small. I've found a lot of people come to me with an emergency where they've actually had this issue in their life for 20 years Try and, and they've had advice to deal with it, deal with it, deal with it and then they come drop everything you're doing and come and and it's not going to change the situation. And sometimes there's a, you've got to make a tough decision where you put your... I think we've all been there. We have compassion, but we've got to discern what is great and small. What we let... Hey, don't let those things keep you up at night. The great or the small, but particularly the small. And don't worry about what you think that person is thinking because they're not thinking that. That's the small Everyone thinks that. I know what you're thinking. No, I'm thinking about breakfast. What are you thinking about? Things like that. We need to discern between the great and the small. What what are the great things? Well, the things that God's put in your heart, the things that are going to build your life, build your family. They're the great things. They're the big things. And these guys had to discern. They could deal with that stuff and point the other things to Moses. Learn to deal with... Learn to discern between the great and the small. We need wisdom for that. And uh, I've been consumed by the small too often. and It's not wise. Hey, the other thing I've found about the small is this. If we give it too much notice, we amplify its importance. Someone came to me a couple of times and I said, yeah, Darren, I think we need to deal with this, that issue. Get it out. And I thought, if I give it that any time or notice, it's just going to make it bigger. Just let it go away. Some things we just need to forget about. Um, just, you know, elbow the person next to you and tell them, you need to ignore it sometimes. Yeah. You need to ignore it. Don't ignore everything, discern between the large and the small, but don't give something a platform that doesn't need a platform, or doesn't, you know, merit a platform. Sometimes you've got to ignore it. So wisdom helps us discern. And wisdom is calling you this morning, it's calling me, and it's more, looking for more than just a nod, it's actually looking for an application, and... Uh, We need to know that the wisdom, if you ask God for wisdom, he's going to give it to you, it's going to look like something. And if you think, okay, God's telling me I've got to go and get that person and give them a dressing down, I don't know if God's telling you that. James chapter 1, verse 5, I think, says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it. Later on in the book of James, it tells us what his wisdom looks like. We're going to put this up. James chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. But the wisdom from above, okay, this is going to tell you what wisdom from above looks like. It's first of all pure. Oh, It's also peace-loving. It's gentle at all times. It's willing to yield to others. Surely not. It's full of mercy, not just mercy, full of mercy. It's full of good deeds. It shows no favouritism. It's always sincere. So if you're asking for wisdom from God and you're getting something, just, just go through the checklist. Okay, just, we'll just quickly go through these. Wisdom from above if you is pure. So, hey, keep pure. What does that mean for us these days? Pure in heart. I think it means staying free don't hold on to stuff like unforgiveness keep pure in heart blessed are the pure they'll see god Who, who's ever heard this to the pure all things are pure you heard that jesus said that i used to wonder what does that mean to the pure all things are pure well i found someone who's holding unforgiveness in their heart they'll come to me and you they'll say did you see that what a person has said you know what they meant and someone who has none of that says i don't see that because to the pure all things are pure when you're carrying things like unforgiveness you see it in everywhere be careful what you hold in your heart to the pure all things are pure a wise person keeps free of that sort of junk You know, have a filter in what you let in, what you listen to, what you view. Don't see strife and conspiracy. And You know, if someone says to you, did you see that? You say, oh, I didn't see that. I must be looking from a different perspective. It says, the the wisdom from God is pure. It's peace-loving. It'd rather talk than fight. I found when you have peace with God, And you have peace with yourself then you can have peace with others it sort of works in that order and um work for peace the bible often says strive for unity the wisdom from above is gentle you know what that word gentle means it means (laughs) non-combative that's actually what it means non-combative keeps you cool willing to yield can disagree but actually still stay friends kindness is you know kindness is linked to gentleness being gentle is wisdom from above it says it's full of mercy I love that, not just mercy, full of mercy what are you full of? I wonder what I'm full of sometimes, but be full of mercy I think mercy for me is showing the same grace and forgiveness that I've received from God to someone else don't just filter it and say yeah God I thank you for forgiving everything but that person We, you know we look at our own sins as weaknesses but we look at others as we have a different sort of filter. Full of mercy. Wisdom from above is full of good deeds. Hey, just make it your default to do good for someone. Wisdom from above, mine Bible says, shows no favoritism. Impartial. You know what that really means? It means it. It doesn't you don't change your story depending on who you're talking to that's what actually means it's it's holding the same standards with everyone not in church i speak about this way but when i'm in my friends and we're having a meal down the pub we speak this way it's different it's showing um, no favoritism being impartial and then it says sincere who's got anyone got an old bible you know king jimmy anyone got one of them it says without hypocrisy um, is, is the word it comes from. Uh, hypocrisy means two faced, means wearing a mask. Um, so there's no, none of this where, you know, Karen says something to me and I, I think, I wonder what she really meant. There's none of that. There's, there's none of this, not this passive aggressive sort of stuff where we're saying something but meaning something else. It's sincere. See, the wisdom from God is the character of Jesus. It's the nature of Jesus. It's the, anyone heard of the fruit of the Spirit? You could put that right in here. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. What's the last one? Yeah, yeah I can't, don't remember that one. Self control. That's wisdom from above. The wisdom from above is different to what you think sometimes it always starts with an attitude or an atmosphere before it gives you the specifics what to do because if you don't have the atmosphere or the nature or the character you'll do things in the wrong spirit and uh, because you can give correction in different ways in a such a loving way or in a different spirit so, the wisdom that comes from God is pure. What was it? Peace loving, gentle, full of mercy, full of good deeds, sincere. I missed one, didn't I? Another one as well. Impartial. You know, there's an invitation today. Our wisdom is calling each of us. And what did I call this sermon? What was it? Sorry, you wrote that down. Be one of the few who respond. The few aren't the elite. The few are the ones who hear and respond. Jesus called lots of people. Jesus called the rich young ruler the same as he called Peter, but he didn't respond. Be one who responds. Wisdom is calling us. There's an invitation today. and Can you jump up for me? Thanks. To come and know the one who can, I suppose, transform us by his own Holy Spirit. Because it starts a transformation on the inside. Wisdom starts by knowing Jesus. And, uh, And then we read the principles which really are just teaching us more about the life and the character of Jesus. Even when we read Proverbs, you'll see lots of things about Jesus. Proverbs 1 to 31. You know, I used to read, when I was about 17 or 18, read a chapter of Proverbs each day, one for each day of the month. And, you know, I can't always remember what I read now when I look back, but I know it actually built foundations in me. And you go into situations, and those foundations are there. There's some things you got to decide, need to decide before you get to the situation. If you want to deal with temptation, you've got to decide before you get there what you're going to do. Simple as that. Uh, I love the picture of how Joseph in the Old Testament dealt with temptation. Uh, it's a great picture. Like Joseph, this is Joseph, you know, with the dream and he's in Egypt and Potiphar's wife is trying to sleep with him. And she's trying to, you know, basically seduce him. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't stand there and pray, Lord, what do I do in this situation? He just looked at her and said, I'm getting out of here, and he ran. (laughs) He didn't pray about what to do. He knew what to do. Hey, the best way to deal with some temptation is actually just get the heck out of there. Simple as that. Just remove yourself from the situation. Hey, he ended up in prison because of it, but God honoured him in the long run. Proverbs, 31 chapters. March has 31 days. Who's up for it? I'd encourage you. I really encourage you. Write about it. Text your friend about what you're reading. If you're on Instagram, put an encouragement up for somebody. And God will actually direct you. He'll build foundations in your life. Be one of the few. You know what, one of the few, you know if you don't read those sort of things, perhaps, you, perhaps I'm not one of the few because the few are the ones who respond. So I encourage you, somehow get it in you. If, if you're not a reader, on your phone, download the Bible app. You can press play and it'll play it for you. If you drive you on the way to work you'll soon get a chapter listen to that same chapter again three or four times it'll get into you it'll build a foundation it'll build a platform for wisdom all right let's pray Lord I thank you for your word which is actually the wisdom of God it's called and we thank you for Jesus who is actually called the Word of God and and the wisdom of God as well Lord and I'm We're just so aware that um, we need you in our life. Jesus, I thank you that you showed us what God was really like, was truly like. I thank you, Jesus, that it says that you are the fullness of God or you show us exactly what God is like. And I, I just had a feeling this morning that some people just aren't sure about God. They're okay with Jesus, but they see God as a, I don't know, an overlord or an angry or something like that. I want you to readjust your thinking because if you want, if you want to know what God is like, look at the person of Jesus. Look at his compassion. Look at his love. He loved the world so much that uh, he was a, He died for us. If you like, he took our place, that we can be right with God and we can have a connection, a relationship with the living God. And Lord, I thank you that Jesus demonstrated the wisdom of God. Some people perceived it as foolishness, but it was the wisdom of God and wisdom starts with you lord and, and this morning we commit our lives to you afresh we pray you lead us you guide us help us to build our lives on you lord god so you know we we take it seriously we realize we're building for our families we're building for the next generation we're uh, we're building uh, your kingdom lord i thank you for your word in jesus name amen amen won't you stand up? Tell, tell that person next to you one more thing. I'm going to be one of the few. I'm going to be one. And uh, God bless you, church. Have a fantastic week. Have a coffee together before you go.